It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Zerlina Maxwell. And we're joined right now by the author of a new biography that we are very excited to read because we do not talk about her enough. The Chancellor is set to become the definitive biography of Angela Merkel. Kati Martin, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me and and for predicting that this will be the book to read. (laughs) I I mean, we we need a definitive biography of the woman who is the most powerful woman on the freaking planet. (laughs) We do indeed, yes. And and she is remarkable. And, uh, you know, at a time when we have so few role models in, in public life, she is definitely one whom we can learn from. And I don't just mean women. Um, yeah. I think any, anybody, anybody looking for how to, how to gain power and how to hold on to power um, would do well to, um, to, to study, um, well, my book, The Chancellor. <laughs> I mean, I, Let's... I feel we, we started with sort of the comment that like, you know, it's a definitive biography and there there aren't enough but i think if if there are 700 million books about donald trump right oh, and he yes. was president oh. for four years and he's definitely not somebody who i'm like man this is an impressive person that i want someone to from. emulate yeah um <laughs> so and i and I, i'm i actually say that seriously like i i don't feel like i can learn anything from him other than like money does not equal happiness that's a lesson i've learned from donald trump but, with Angela Merkel, with, but there's so many books and so many people writing about him. Why is it that somebody who is so interesting, mm, like if you, even well, if you learn a few little details, you're like, oh, my God, this is like the most interesting person. Why yeah. is it that that she has not been given as much coverage and as, as much press? You know what? she doesn't want the coverage. She doesn't want the press. One of the secrets of her 16 year reign is that people haven't been able to, to uh, pierce the mystery around her. Um, I think I do with this book, mm-hmm. but uh, she's, she's held on to her right to a private life. I think, I think she's probably the most private public person in the world. And that really has, has enabled her to A, hold on to her sanity in, a, in, a, in you know, all the craziness uh, of social media, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and Germans who've, who keep reelecting her four times haven't gotten sick of her. She does not loom over Germany. Um, she, she believes that, that public service, public life is, is, is a job. It's not her identity. So, so when she leaves the chancellery, the most powerful uh, position in, in Europe, um, she will not have a huge identity crisis. Uh, she will not miss you know, all the trappings of power because she never really embraced any of that. She used to go home every night from the chancellery to her rent-controlled apartment and cooked herself a meal. And by the way, she did her own grocery shopping. So this will not be a huge shock. She will not fight like hell 
to stay in the chancellery. I don't have to name names here uh, <laughs> uh, as, as counter examples, but, but that's one way that I, would, that I would like people to study her example of uh, this, is, this is how public service should be. This is how leadership should be. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get to how she's transformed her country in a very quiet way. She's a stealth politician. Yeah. So you like, call her rise to cart. Like I am like, I'm going to, I'm going to be thinking about, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time with that too. Like I, the idea of a world leader, <laughs> like in the produce yeah. section. Yeah. I'm going like, to be thinking about this all day long. Right. All yep. day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're going to pot. Okay. You call her rise to power, uh, well camouflaged and ruthless, which yep. I, I, I think it like gives me chills. Cause like, that's what I want to be. So, so okay. explain, explain how, what you mean by that? Like what, what okay. about her rise to power gives it those two amazing adjectives? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So, so her lessons are really for all of us. You don't need to, to, to want to be head of a state to, to, uh, to learn. No, and I don't, I just want to be well camouflaged and ruthless in my own life. Good, good, good. Me okay. Too. All right, then I refer you to chapter four. Um, no, um, ruthless. I mean, she's a she's a, a a very strategic politician who moves cautiously, but when when something opens up, she pounces, and she's unsentimental. So that, for example, uh, when her when her mentor, the former big figure in German politics, Helmut Kohl. Um, who who really gave her 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 breaks in politics? When he was caught in a in a little kickback scandal, mm-hmm. she and she the the mentee the protege ended his political life by by writing a big splashy newspaper article which said his era is over, and mm. no one else because the guy was so powerful and so feared, no one else in German political life had the courage to say it's over Helmut Kohl. And so she cleared the, a path for, for her, her own ascent to becoming Germany's first woman chancellor. And from there, she moved on to becoming basically the chancellor of the world and certainly the most powerful woman ever, maybe since uh, Catherine the Great, who, by the way, the Russian Tsarina, who is her role model? There, I, I saw a picture of wow. the great on her desk. I, that so, sends a message. Yep, yep, yep. So, so, so the, she she moves oh, yeah. systematically, and she has here's here's another thing we can learn from her. I I mean, it, it's been transformative for me these four years that I've that I've spent sort of inside her head, um, and tremendous self control. She, when, for example, um, Trump, who was probably her, uh, those four years were probably her toughest because she, she basically uh, defended what was left of, uh, of uh, democratic values and the West and, and, and human rights and uh, tolerance of, of uh, minorities, et cetera. She, she was it. Um, when he tried to get under her skin, um, she never took the bait when, for example, mm-hmm. at a, at a, at a summit meeting, he tossed a few starburst candies that he fished out of his pocket. They were probably covered in lint um, at her, um, you know, and said, Angela, don't don't say I never gave you anything. She didn't even react. She didn't smile. She didn't. She, she pretended she hadn't noticed, which is her way with blustering uh, peacocks. And and she had she had the the bad luck to have a whole 
bunch of those kind of guys to deal with. And, but she never lost her cool. She never lost her focus that folks, public life, public service is not about you. It's about the people that you're serving. Yes. That, that's, the, that's the huge um, takeaway from, <clears throat> from her example. I mean, how does she lose it in private though? <laughs> well, yeah, she does. Her 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 staff, with whom I've I've gotten to be quite friendly, um, uh, describe how how she she does wonderful imitations to them of, of various heads of state, like uh, like like Putin, who uh, oh my god. Trump, this yeah. is the best. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Angela Merkel has a Putin impression. All right. Uh, apparently yes. it's a killer. Oh, um, my gosh. This is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. Oh, so is, I love it. Yeah, love well, it. so this is a human story. This is, I, frankly, I was not that interested in German politics. Even Germans are bored by German politics. <laughs> I would love to be bored by politics. But I was very interested in how this this triple outsider. So she came from a, a country that is no more, the, the communist state of East Germany, which, which collapsed under her when, when the Berlin Wall fell and, and East Germany um, melded into uh, West Germany to form the country of Germany today. So that country and all its customs and rules and regulations in which she had been raised was gone. So okay, so she is a she is from that that disappeared country. She is a physicist, entering political life uh, fairly late in life. She was thirty five when when she walked into this uh, startup political party, and before long she was running it. Um, and she and then of course the third outsider thing is the biggest one, which is a woman. Mm -hmm. in, in the German male political culture. So my goal was to, was to try to decode how she did that and how can we learn from that? You actually say that like her style of leadership makes the male political style of leadership look outdated, which is a, an idea that has given me more hope than most <laughs> things have lately. So, so just talk, mm -hmm. talk more about that. Well, that, you know, she's, she, first of all, being a scientist, she's very uh, comfortable with, with uh, um, she's a very tech wise person. Um, she's not, uh, she doesn't scratch her head when, when she's talking about uh, quantum computing or, or uh, AI, or it's all, it's all familiar to her because she reads all the manuals. This this uh, really served Germany well uh, during COVID because she was able to to you know project the, the the trajectory of the disease from from doing the numbers in her head. Very few uh, statesmen are able to do that. So that's one thing. Her tech um, savviness. Um, she she is also um, be, uh, she's she parks her ego in a way that I've never encountered in a politician, certainly no male politician. So she doesn't think that, that it's about her, that she has to gain uh, points, score points uh, for her own image. Uh, she is looking at her people. I mean, what a novel idea that is. <laughs> how, how, can, how can she help them? She's not, she, she's, but I don't mean to say that she's a perfect politician there there's, or, or a perfect there's person a even, right. but she, because she's not, and we can talk about mistakes that she's made, 
but she uh, she she does have this extraordinarily modern view of uh, of how the world works, and and it's based on a hell of a lot of research because growing up um, and studying science. Um, she was um, she was very much on her own because she was she was a child in a communist state um, that that was always uh, suspicious of her because she was not uh, she was the daughter of a of a Lutheran pastor in a state that forbade religion so that was a handicap so she really had to learn to rely on herself um, not on not on others and that was a very good training ground and plus the other really good training ground is she doesn't trust people in general. So she has, hmm. she doesn't, she doesn't share. She certainly doesn't overshare. And, uh, and therefore she never lost control of her narrative. Um, she is in absolute scrupulous control of her narrative. I'm, I'm not sure she's going to love this book. She can't dispute the facts, but I think she's going <laughs> to find it too personal because mm. she, she doesn't believe that, that really it's our business to know who she is beneath the surface. And that's precisely what I set out um, to, to reveal in this book is, is who, who is she? What are the qualities that have enabled this phenomenal uh, success, not only rise, but, but you know, holding on to power uh, for 16 years? That's, I don't think that there's anyone else on the world stage who has had a 16-year run without a breath of scandal, without a single tell-all book from disgruntled former aides. Um, when, when Barack Obama paid a farewell call um, to, to uh, Chancellor Merkel at the end of uh, Obama's term, he looked around uh, her office um, and, and, and saw that it was the same small team as four years ago when, when he first went there um, and, <laughs> and said, no, sorry, eight years. Um, yeah. Eight, eight years, yeah. Yeah. My, my bad. Um, and eight years before, same team. And, and, and Obama said, wow, you guys still all here? Yeah, and the amazing. answer was, yep. Because they're, I mean, I mean, again, not to name names, but they are supremely uh, name names on our side. That is, name. Um, they are they are loyal to her because she's a first of all a decent human being and treats them with humanity. She she doesn't like to humiliate people, um, and and she's uh, she she expects loyalty. And gets it, but loyalty has to start with with respect. And the, you know, the I mean, I, I'm of course a feminist, but but the, and and this is a, a a great triumphant woman's story. Uh, but uh, but she herself does not make a big deal out of the fact that she's a woman leader. She she always says that I'm a leader of of all Germans. But, uh, you know, she she doesn't have to say I am also a woman because that's pretty obvious. It's obvious. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the I, things that it's so fascinating about that you're you're you keep sort of um, going back to is the balance that she's striking between power, her power and, and remaining private. And I think yeah. like remaining private is actually a part of it. Like if you think about like the most powerful sort of 
even celebrities in the United States. I can't even think of like a correct comparison because there, there isn't one to your point. No. Um, right. But I think the privacy piece is so important. And yes. the whole conversation this morning, I've been thinking in my head, how has she been able to do that? Mm-hmm. Does she mm-hmm. Is she calling reporters in the middle of the night to kill stories? I mean, functionally, how do you remain yeah. private as the leader of a country? Um, yeah. I don't understand. I, I don't know how you do it. How Such, a good, <laughs> Such a good question. It goes right to the heart of, of who she is. And that is maintaining this this control um, first by by uh, having uh, this supremely loyal team who who do not speak out of turn. Believe me, um, it was not easy for for me, her biographer, <laughs> to, to penetrate that circle. But I did by by you know the old fashioned way by by um, going back to you know uh, interview after interview and 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 winning their trust. Um, so that they they did open up, but because she lives uh, a, a life of of simplicity, uh, we've already established that that you know she lives like we live. I mean, she she does her own grocery shopping and she and she um, you know cooks. She's not a great cook, but she likes to cook. She- <laughs> I, I know that because she sometimes cooks for heads of state that I've interviewed, and they they kind of roll their eyes. But oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know the the very fact that that she doesn't believe in that high office should come with all this all this BS, all this pomp, that it's really you serve the people. What a great idea that is, and and she has because she's let's face it, brilliant, and she is. She's got a photographic memory, um, and because. At a critical moment for Europe and the world, she made the right call. And that moment was in the summer of 2015 when she allowed 1 million, mostly Middle Eastern refugees, mostly of the Islamic faith, into this previously uh, homogeneous, largely white uh, culture, 1 million. And, uh, And guess what? The doomsayers were proven wrong. Those who said yep. that Germany can't assimilate that many, mm-hmm. and they have been assimilated. And she did that in her typical systematic way, where where step by step um, institutions were were set up, where re- the refugees also had requirements to to the country. They had to learn German. Um, those able to had to had to go into work training programs that were set up and um, and and kids, even those from from uh, um, from from the most uh, uh, orthodox uh, uh, Islamic sects had to go to school and they were they were not allowed to form ghettos in in um, uh in the in the cities of, uh, around Germany, they were they had to um, be dispersed throughout the the country. This was her way of acclimating them, and I've interviewed a lot of them, and um, and and most of them, first of all, are tremendously grateful for this opportunity to restart their lives at a time when their when their homelands. And we're talking about Afghanistan and and Syria, right. Libya, mm-hmm. and Iraq mm-hmm. are imploding. Right. Um, they they've been given a second chance. No one no one has done that. Not certainly not our country. 
It sounds like by studying her, we actually have the opportunity to see how it could be different, how you can have a different style of leadership that leads to different outcomes. The yes. book is The Chancellor. Kati Martin, thank you so much for this conversation this morning. This was super oh. fun. Oh, thanks. Nice. It was fun for me. Thank you Jeff. so much. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Me yes, too. seriously. Read The Chancellor. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.